Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday. It's a meet Friday at that. And the fact that we're not going to be here next Thursday for Thanksgiving. Tyler and the backroom guys have created a feast, a feast de resistance. We're having Thanksgiving today, which means maple brine turkey, green bean casserole, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and sweet potato marshmallow casserole to go along with cranberry sauce. And pumpkin pie. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Coming up, we'll talk to our good buddy Chris Haynes, NBA on TNT and NBA insider for Bleacher Report. Had to sit down with Kevin Durant. Durant had some interesting comments. And I was watching the game against Portland last night. And I don't know how many times. Can we check with uh, our stats guy, John Tuvey? How many times has Kevin Durant's jumper been blocked in his career? Because Jeremy Grant got it, and he was in Durant's face last night. It's rare when you see Durant corralled, and you had that last night. This program uh, brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes. Style runs in the family. Athleticism runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Learn more. MBUSA.com. A couple of the headlines. Titans handle the Packers by 10 The Browns and Bills are moving to Detroit. The Bills can't practice today. You know, you start to look at this and go, okay, Buffalo would have been fine playing in Buffalo against the Browns. You don't have Deshaun Watson. Now you have to go to Detroit, so you've taken away an advantage there. Now it's a neutral site. You've taken your great crowd out of this, and this is a Buffalo team trying to figure things out. Maybe Cleveland one day wakes up and goes, you know what? We're supposed to be a lot better than what we are. It shouldn't be just based on when we get Deshaun Watson back. World Cup starts on Sunday. Aaron Judge, Paul Goldschmidt win the Most Valuable Player Awards. By the way, the guy who caught the record-breaking home run ball that broke the Yankees record, the 62nd home run ball by Aaron Judge, he's going to take it to auction. Uh, reportedly offered $3 million for that baseball, turned it down, and now it's going to go to auction. And I started to wonder about this. I asked Paulie if he could find out some background information. If you take it to an auction house, does the person who's putting the item up have to pay the auction house or the person who's buying the item pay the auction house? I checked in with a buddy, Darren Vell, from the Action Network. He says it it varies. The Usually the buyer pl- pays the premium for the ball or the charge for the the item. So like if you're selling it and the bid is 3.5 million, you should get 3.5 from the auction house. And if there's a 10% charge, buyer's charge, the buyer would pay that. Now it's negotiable, but usually the seller has all the bargaining power because different nego- uh, auction houses want that that baseball, the the judge ball. So 
Okay, over under $3 million that this sells for. Because he he's betting that it's going to be over $3 million. I'm sure somebody's told him you'll get over $3 million. After taxes, of course, it's going to be a lot less. Yeah, Paul. Darren Vell also said he thinks it's a dumb risk because it could go for less because it's not a record-setting ball. It is not beating Barry Bonds. And as hot as it was at the time three or four weeks ago, it may have cooled as a memorabilia item. Yes, Tom. I think he got greedy. I'm going to go 2.65. 2.65. Yeah, there you go. All right. Closest to the hole. Uh, Seat no Connor. <laughs> Let's see. I have Mark McGuire's number 70 going for $3 million. So is that where they're starting the baseline? They shouldn't because that was a crazy time. That's when everybody was caught up in the home run chase, uh, you know, the baseballs and collecting them. What was it, Todd McFarlane? He was the one who was spending all that money. But that was three million in ninety eight or nine. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, three point seven five. Whoa! Yeah, okay. Go over now. All right. All right, Marv. Over under three million dollars for this baseball. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go two seven four. Okay, two seven four. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go one point nine million. Okay. One dollar. Four point five. I'm going under as well, but there could be, you know, that outlier who says, I got to have it. I'm a Yankee fan and I want that baseball. Maybe his name is Aaron Judge. Mm. Uh, is Chris Haynes there ready to join he us? Sure is. The popular reporter, sideline reporter, NBA on TNT, an insider for Bleacher Reports, sat down with Kevin Durant recently. Chris, good to see you again. Explain to me how you reach out and you get Kevin Durant to sit down for an interview. How long you'd, had you been working on that? I text, well, first of all, thanks for having me, DP. Um, I text KD probably about two or three days before um, he was to come to Sacramento, where I'm based, where I have a home out, out there in Sacramento, and uh, let him know I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to you know, try to get him after the game or before the game. And a lot of times, you know, KD's often busy. Sometimes he sees the text, and that's what I want to do. I wanted to put it on his radar. So I did that. He never got a response. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure he saw it, but I'll try to get with him at the game. So I arrived at the arena, and Mark Spears, my brother at Anscape, he was there, and we both wanted to chat with KD. So we bumped into KD before he was to take the court for his pregame um, workout. So we talked to him, chopped it up, man. We haven't seen KD in probably about a year. And so we told him, like, look, we would like to have some time with you. And he was like, no problem, no problem. I got you, brothers. I'll get you after the game. So this, this was actually after the game. And it wasn't a time when in which he um, – excuse me. It wasn't a time in which he felt like venting because of a loss, um, because, you know, he was frustrated. This was already set. Okay. And so I, spoke, I got with him after the game. We spoke for about 15 minutes. Anything off limits? No. I think if you, I think you saw the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, what jumped out at you, Chris, from what Durant had to say? Well, I think what jumped out, I think he knew the, the line of questioning that I was going to come forth with. Uh, what jumped out to me was that for whatever reason, he was just prepared to answer those questions. We never really knew why he requested a trade. Um, you know, he goes into details about how he was going to Steve Nash and telling him, look, I don't think we're prepared properly. Properly, We're not doing enough practice. We're not doing enough shell drills. Uh, we're not spending enough time on defense. And, you know, KD, like one thing about covering this guy for, I don't know, half a decade, longer than that, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis that I know that he's one of the most tireless workers we have in the superstar class in the NBA. And so he really does value uh, what it takes to compete at a championship level. He, he values the preparation. And so for him saying that speaks volumes. And I know there's a quote out there that he said where he mentions his teammates about, you know, he talked about the starting five that they brought out there in Sacramento and Basically, what he was saying is that, you know, there's all this there's all this scrutiny on a team that isn't whole, you know, when he and that's why he mentioned those names. He's like, what are you expecting from that group? 
he wasn't mentioning it as disrespect. He's basically saying that these are guys that are were not supposed to be starting five caliber guys. They were supposed to be complementary players, and we're doing the best that we can to maximize that group. And in that quote, right after that quote, he says, I'm enjoying playing basketball with them. I'm enjoying getting, getting to see the defenses that teams are throwing against me, and I'm trying to figure it out, navigate it, and work my guys into it. And he's saying he's having a, probably one of the most fun times of his career. So that part gets left out in him naming um, that starting five. But, you know, I, I, I was just, you know, I really was. I got to be honest. I was just taken back by how, um, how upfront he was willing to go that night. How much blame does he take for what has happened there? I mean, he, he definitely has to shoulder some of the blame. I mean, obviously. But does he? I mean, I, I he helped build this and then wanted to leave. And, yeah. and and that's what I said. Look, you want to be a leader. A leader would stay and say, how do we fix this? Not, I want to, I want to check out. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I buy that DP because we, we've always had superstars that requested trades. And so, you know, it does come a point to where what you sign up for doesn't materialize. But he wanted uh, Steve so Nash. I mean, they wanted DeAndre Jordan for God's sakes. You got Kyrie. You, I mean, he he helped build this. Not every superstar gets to build a team. Pick your coach, and and KD did. He he did, but again, it didn't work out. Um, Steve Nash was obviously somebody who didn't have experience as a head coach before. It just didn't pan out. And I think you have to remember, Steve Nash was with the Golden State Warriors on a part-time basis. And, you know, that's when I was in the Bay Area. So I saw the relationship that bonded uh, and was forged between those two. And so I think maybe KD felt like, you know, Steve Nash being in, in the Warriors infrastructure, seeing how they get down on a preparation basis, I, I think he felt like, you know, Steve Nash would implement some of those same things there in Brooklyn. And, and, it, and it didn't work out. Um, you know, obviously you got the James Harden situation that, that went south. He was in for a hot minute and out. <laughs> the Ben Simmons ha hasn't worked out. Kyrie Irving, look, yes, we, we there were signs. And I, you know, I actually, you know, I remember um, when Kevin Durant was a free agent, I went to his, he had a house, he rented a house in the Beverly Hills um, that summer. And I went over there to do a story on him. And, you know, this was, I think this was right before, it might have been right after he chose. Um, um, the Nets. And I, I asked him, I'm like, what's your comfort level with Kyrie at that point? Because at the time we saw what happened with Cleveland and we saw what happened to Boston. And I believe at that time he, he told me that, you know, we just don't understand Kyrie. You know, he's a hooper. He's just like me. He's somebody who just wants to play basketball. So I, the impression I got that he felt like Kyrie was misunderstood. So definitely you have to um, put some onus on Kevin Durant because he did have a lot of say-so. But ultimately, he doesn't make the final call. The final calls are from the head coach and from management. And it's just things that he felt that he signed up for didn't ultimately materialize. And that's what led him to request a trade over the summer. Talking to Chris Haynes, NBA on TNT, sideline reporter, insider for Bleacher Report. What is the likelihood that Kyrie Irving is not with this team later on, maybe uh, in the next couple of months. Do you think Kyrie's here for this entire season? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, but know, is he untradeable, and that's why he's going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, DP, that's why you're good at what you do. Man. That's, why, that's why you're the best, man. Uh, let, me, let me answer that question. No, so he will, sources told me he will, is expected to return this Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies. That will be the Brooklyn Nets' first home game after this road trip. With that being said, you know, look, it, I, can't, I can't sit here and lie to you and say that there's much, there much value in trading for Kyrie. I, I haven't – I'm on the phones with a lot of teams. His name is not really coming up. You know, even for the Los Angeles Lakers, who he was tied to for much, much of the offseason, uh, that's just not something I'm hearing right now uh, to answer your question, BP. But – if you're talking about beyond this season, do I see Kyrie with the Nets? 
that that's really hard to see. I, I can't imagine a scenario where, where he would be a member of the Nets by next season. I'll leave you with this. We brought this up uh, yesterday or the day before. Is Kyrie Irving a Hall of Famer? Ooh, I think if his season were to end now, I'm not saying he's not deserving, but I think if the, if if his career were to end now, I don't think he would get the votes to, to get in. He's still young enough. I believe he's 30, so he's still young enough to get six or seven more dominant years under his belt, yeah. try to get behind just all this drama we've seen over the last five years. There's still time enough to solidify that spot. But I think if it were to, his career were to end right now, I don't think he would have the support. Are you putting in a request to interview Kyrie? <laughs> uh, Ky- Kyrie knows I'm available. Kyrie knows I'm available. <laughs> Is Kyrie available? That's what I want to know. That, well, you know, that's, that's a different question. <laughs> that's, that's a different question right there. But, uh, you know, I, I think at some point, you know, there's, there's a few requirements or maybe one requirement left um, before he's – able to play Sunday. I do believe he will have to speak to members of the media before he plays Sunday games. So that's something to look out for. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Marvin is controlling the playlist today with the cookout. And uh, Marvin, uh, do you want to tell... Well, Chris, do you have a playlist for a cookout? For a cookout? So when I think of a cookout DP, I'm, I'm thinking about Throwing something on that grill, throwing a slab of ribs on the grill. No music. Rocking out. Music. Marvin, give music. give Chris. I, I'm gonna go. I'm a, I, Hold I, on. I, I'm gonna have Marvin give you his playlist today that we're playing. Okay. All right. All right. So we got uh, Frankie Beverly and Maze. Before I let go. <laughs> uh, got to give it up, Marvin Gaye. Lakeside, Fantastic Voyage. Okay. Uh, and then oh, I had Shalimar, Night to Remember. And uh, Parliament flashlight. Okay, what I was about to say before you you mentioned those 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 songs, I was going to go seventies. Mm-hmm. Anytime you having a cookout, a barbecue, seventies music gets the job done. <laughs> it, it gets everybody in the mood. And most of those songs he mentioned were the seventies, if, if not all of them. So that's that's how I would rock out. All right, just want to make sure because uh, when I go to Marvin's cookout next summer, I just want to make sure that I'm ready when I get there. Okay, DP, Marvin, I will say this. Marvin, you got to play the Cupid Shuffle and get DP in on the dance. Oh, boy. That's, that's something you got. You oh. got to throw Cupid Shuffle in there. Well, I was going to say, Chris, if he knew the words to Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go, somebody going to fix him a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, have you ever been to the Cozy in Indianapolis? I never have, no. Okay. I went in there and realized that uh, – I was in the minority when I went in there, but I, 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 I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go in and get a beer. Next thing I know, they did the, um, like the soul train where they line up on both sides yep. and yep. then you got to dance down the middle yes. of it. And I thought, you know what? Let's go. And I was with, a, <laughs> I was with a producer of mine, Charlie Moynihan. I said, Charlie, let's go. And I, I remember acting like I was on a horse and spanking my backside as I'm heading down yeah. the yeah, and I'm like, all right, we're good, and everybody was like, all right, you're all right, you're, we're good with you. At DP, it only lasts for a few seconds. I know in your mind it may feel like an eternity <laughs> going down that line. It's it's over in a few seconds, and, and you're accepted. So go, so run with it, DP. Yeah, this was when Indiana was in the NBA Finals, and I thought, all right, let's go get a beer. I just done, <laughs> I I just hung out with Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller. We walked over there, and I walked in. It's one of those like uh, Animal House. Otis, my man, and I, you know, you walk in, and everybody turned around. And I'm like, I'm walking to the bar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a beer, and uh, right. I I needed Stuart Scott there. I think with me. Oh, that would have been awesome. DP, man, you, you always invite to my barbecue, my man. Anytime. Uh, congrats on the interview there, Chris. Always great to talk to you. DP, take care, brother. Now, that's Chris Haynes, works for uh, Bleach Report, also TNT, the NBA on TNT. Yeah, I walked in, and you can't walk out, but I walked in. It's called The Cozy. I don't even know if it's still there in downtown Indianapolis. 
But I said, you know what? We're in here. And then all of a sudden they started. What's the line called there? Do you, they, Soul Train Line. Soul Train Line. Yeah. Okay. They started, and I thought. And then somebody next to me goes, uh, you probably should dance. And I go, oh, my God. Here we go. Let me get a shot of Jägermeister. Now we're ready to go. They didn't have Jägermeister, by the way. <laughs> they didn't have Jägermeister oh, there. I'll, I'll have a uh, peppermint schnapps. Yes, uh, we don't have that. Goldschlager. <laughs> no, we don't have that either. All right, let me take a break. <laughs> I'll have a Long Island iced tea, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Something with an umbrella. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride, but there could be help on the way. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not alone, refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it, and that's where GetRefunds.com may come in handy. What they've done is assembled a team of tax attorneys, highly trained in a little-known payroll tax refund program. They've already returned over $1 billion to businesses, and maybe they can help you as well. Once again, five or more employees, and you might qualify. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions. They do all the work, no charge up front. They simply share a percentage of the cash that they get for you. And businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that add increases in sales, Find out if your business qualifies. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me. The payroll tax refund program only available for a limited amount of time. GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So if I can handle my business when this comes on, I'm pretty much hooked up at the uh, cookout, right, Mark? Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't do the voice, though, when I go to the cookout. Probably not. Yeah, like, hey, 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 how you doing? So we always like it. So we always like it when people are just themselves. Oh. Like when somebody just tries to, what we call it, doing too much. Like, oh. nah, man, just be yourself. <laughs> now nah, it's all good. <laughs> like James of Virginia, like he talks like that. So I can't even be mad at him. Okay. Oh, how would James in Virginia do at the cookout? I think he would know more about the cookout maybe than I would. He would blow people's minds where they're listening to him. They're like, what's up, brother? Like, wait, that's coming out of... <laughs> yeah. That's you? Yeah. By the way, I was wondering about Paul Goldschmidt. First time MVP. I think he's 35, 34, 35. The sixth oldest first time MVP. Third oldest first time National League MVP. The oldest first-time MVP, Raleigh Fingers, 1981. I don't know how old he was. The oldest first-time National League MVP, Willie Stargell, Pop Stargell. Let me see if I got the numbers here. Uh, Raleigh Fingers was uh, 36. Willie Stargell was 39. The We Are Family. Pops won the uh, MVP. Goldschmidt is uh, 35 years of age. He might, he's going to end up on the cusp of being a Hall of Famer, I think, when it's all said and done. All right, some phone calls in here. Uh, let's see, Joe in L.A. Hi, Joe. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Good morning, D.P. Hey, Joe. 58, 58, 150. Right. Uh, props to Marvin for playing some George Clinton. Thank you for that. Um, hey, listen, we've got a big rivalry game here uh, in L.A., UCLA, USC. I think the Bruins overlooked Arizona last week and got spanked, but you know, a little bit less meaningful game, but Bill Plaschke of the uh, LA Times picked the Bruins earlier this week. Uh, I want to get your thought and best, uh, best colors uh, TV with the two home unis. Thanks, Dan. All right. Well, I grew up loving UCLA because I, I love when Lou Alcindor got there and just the UCLA uniforms, and then watching UCLA when they faced O.J. Simpson in USC. First time I saw those colors. I was young, and I loved what UCLA looked like. Those, those blues with the gold in there, beautiful. Having had two children who went to USC, I'm more partial to USC's colors now. Having gone out there and watched games in person, pretty good. And then you throw in the song, girls, and I'm okay. I, USC's got a great look about them. I just grew up not liking USC because they'd always beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I'm like, damn you. I'd see those colors, and i go, I don't like that, that school. Uh, but having had two kids graduate from there, uh, I got to get something out of that uh, education that I paid for. So, uh, USC. And you, UCLA has quietly been a, a, a very good, good team, competitive team. And we've had Chip Kelly on many, many times. Even, you know, during the pandemic, we had him on a couple times. I thought he was a wonderful guest. But uh, Caleb Williams is my pick for the Heisman. So I'm taking USC. Uh, Al in Atlanta. Oh, Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. Morning, Dan. (laughs) Three quick things. Marv, loving the playlist. Second, uh, been on a cruise myself with a friends and family cruise. They will pack you into those rooms like sardines. They'll be pulling Murphy beds out of closets, out of random things that you think is a desk pop out. It's a bed. They will cram as many people as they need into those tiny little rooms. Okay. And thirdly, I would like to register my approval of the James in Virginia is white, Allen Atlanta is black t-shirt. <laughs> now, the key is you got to take Commander's Red, Falcon's Red, blend it together, and then written in black, you have James in Virginia is white, and then written in white, Allen Atlanta <laughs> is black. I feel like it would be the greatest t-shirt ever. Well, I... And also, you've got to hook me up with Jeff in Detroit. I need him as a mentor for how to stay calm and not be upset with my team. Like, I, I need his tutelage. I need it today. 
All right. Well, thank you. I think James in Virginia is the guy who's got a great demeanor about his team. He's a Commanders fan. I mean, Jeff in Detroit knows that the Lions aren't going to be very good. Uh, John in Cincinnati. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Well, VP, I don't, I don't know what the rules are for replaying content from the mothership, but your boy Greeny over there tried to one-up Todd today on a Sports Center teases for the opening of Get Up. So I actually took the liberty and, and cut that to an MP3 for you. I sent it via email, but uh, I think Todd has, you know, a, if you want to give Todd some credit, mm. I, I think he definitely outdid Greeny on this deal today. He uh, he would definitely get the, the cone of shame, I think. Is is that where Greeny was was rhyming everything with back and gack and, and, and crack yeah. and don't talk back and all and that stuff? It, right. He told him he said it took forever to write it, and uh, you know I think he was just he was trying to channel his inner Todd there. I think Todd has a future in 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 that if if things you know continue down this path on your show. Mm, okay. Yeah, I had heard about it, but uh, <laughs> Greeny Greeny uh, doing the rhyming thing there. I guess Jack is back, but will the offense attack or lack? Grab a snack. This time to get up. There's something along those lines. Too much snow? That's whack. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, how do you feel that uh, Mike Greenberg could be uh, sampling Utah? I don't know what to make of that. I guess that's a good thing. It, was, it sounded like a complimentary phone call. That uh, mm. So I'll take that as, mm. a, I'll take mm. that as a win. Okay. All right. Totally stole rhyming from Todd. Yeah. Nobody else rhymes. Never. <laughs> no one has ever rhymed words. Yeah. Certainly the first person to rhyme sports things. Yeah. That's you. Got that right. Uh, Sean in Sacramento. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Yo, my uncle from another mother, my brother's behind the board. Man, <laughs> look, I used to be a full-fledged partner of my man Fritz. He used to go all the way with him being most valuable, Danette. But Ooh. I think we got a sports at me on our hands with that last interview. And I'm part of the Marvin mob now after that interview with my big cousin <laughs> from up the street, Chris Haynes, man. Yeah. He got DP opening up about hitting the, the, the line, spanking his own booty, and walking out with somebody else making him a plate. Hey, man, he might as well go all in and have one of the big cousins braid his hair before he leaves the cookout. And real quick before I get up the phone, also not black. Shout out my man James in Virginia. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I, I was riding the pony, and this was the Pacers were in the NBA Finals, and I went to the Cozy in downtown Indianapolis with my uh, producer, Charlie Moynihan, and I was riding the pony. <laughs> went down the Soul Train line. Charlie and I are the only white people in there, but I said, Charlie, let's go. Let's ride the pony, and uh, we did. I don't know if the cozy is uh, still in existence there, but uh, it, it appears to be closed. Dan. Oh, uh, too soon. That would be cozy. Yeah, closing. Oh, see what I did with that. <laughs> Gone for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, some great memories there. The cozy. Uh, looking at some of these points. That, by the way, according to DraftKings, how much of the betting uh, money was on over under Derrick Henry? Uh, over under was 99.5 yards last night. How much of the, uh, the handles they like to say was on the over Derrick Henry. He ended up with 87 yards rushing 99% of the money thought Derrick Henry would rush for over 99.5 yards, 99 and a half a hook. Uh, the over-under, Browns, Bills, when in Buffalo, was 42. The over-under now in Detroit. Anybody want to take a guess, Paulie? 47 and a half. All righty. If you guessed 49 and a half, you would be correct. It's pretty close. Seven points difference. The snow adjustment there. That's according to uh, DraftKings. Yes, Paul. We have another snow adjustment. Uh, Maction, Akron at Buffalo football game postponed due to weather conditions. It was actually going to be a weekend game. Here's the irony of it. The Mac was going to play a normal Saturday afternoon game, Akron at Buffalo, due to weather in Buffalo. The Saturday Maction game has been postponed likely till Sunday. We may have Sunday Maction. Okay. All right. It might be a little competition for uh, people watching. World Cup or Maction? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. We should start doing a midweek grill segment called Snackshin. And we cook oh. food. Now we cook in food on <laughs> like that midweek game. Yeah. You like that. Thank you, Todd. Bowling green beans. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Snackshin. I, I asked uh, John Tuvey, who does a wonderful job with our stats. I said, can we find out how many times Kevin Durant has had his jump shot blocked? He's actually had it blocked six times this year. That is shocking. Six times. Let me see who got him. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Russell Westbrook Jr. the third, Evan Fournier, Maxi Kleber, Stephen Adams, and Herbert Jones. Russ got it, huh? All right, pretty good. Uh, let me see. Anything else needs to be? Uh, this day in sports history, we have that for you coming up. If you're watching on Peacock. We have our Thanksgiving feast. I have 11 cameras in here, so I have a monitor right now that's on the grilling area, the cookout. And uh, Weeks, our cameraman, and Tyler are out there putting the finishing touches on our Thanksgiving meal. You want to take a break now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do this. And then we'll go out into the uh, grilling area there. We'll come back with uh, last calls and uh, this day in sports history right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Pauly and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, 
business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. This would be the song I would be playing at my cookout because I just want to dance or play the drums all day. Here we go. <laughs> if I play this at the cookout, how's that going to go over, Marv? Whose cookout? Yours. <laughs> this wouldn't go well? That was your answer. That was Okay, end. that's fine. All right. Got to know my place when I go in there. The music is incredibly important. It's got to be a certain type also. Like rap with like my grandparents. And, yeah, you, you know, can't do rap. Because look, my grandmother would say all they do is talk and curse. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, I agree. Yes, Paul. I was at a high school football game the other day and between plays and like when there's timeouts, yeah. the Jumbotron or whatever it is, the PA was playing uh, uh, different types of music. And the rap music wasn't uh, edited for a family Ooh. crowd. Oh. Oh. I don't know who was in charge that day, but it was explicit and clear. <laughs> I guess that'd be the best way to describe it. Look, I don't mind hearing a swear word once in a while. It doesn't bother me. But there's hundreds of kids in attendance. Has Have you guys seen the uh, movie Bad Words with Jason Bateman? Yes. Oh, God. It is. There are just some lines in there that are spectacular. They're, they're awkward. Spectacularly awkward or awkwardly spectacular. And he is so good because... He's in the um, spelling bee, the national spelling bee. And he's with all of these like nine and 10 year olds. So there's an adult there. And, and he found a loophole that allowed him to enter. <laughs> Such a great premise. And it's called bad words. And even if you watch the first 10 minutes, if, if you don't like it after 10 minutes, then you won't like it. But he's, he's so good at, at that role. Bad words. I'm thinking of going to see the menu tonight. Rafe Fiennes, uh, the uh, woman who was in the Queen's Gambit. And uh, I was thinking about going to see that, taking the, the wife for a little date there. Yeah, Marv. You're going to watch the whole thing? Well, if I go to the theater, then I have to watch the whole thing. Normally, I don't get through anything. Yes, Paul. For a second, when you said Rafe Fiennes, I got confused in my head. And I thought like a Liam Neeson. And I thought it was the menu where like shorter to cook gets revenge yeah. on guy who doesn't leave tip. Could you imagine if Liam Neeson played the chef and it was called The Menu with Liam Neeson? <laughs> Somebody's dying. That's for sure. It's in a reduction sauce. Don't ask me again. <laughs> a certain set of skills. You will order dessert and you will order it now. <laughs> I watched the snow piercer a little bit last night. You know, when you have a snowplow movie, who do you want? You want Liam Neeson and uh, this this snow piercer, I think. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Paul. Cold Pursuit. Oh, Cold Pursuit. You did watch Cold Pursuit? Yeah. Oh, hell yes. I told you guys about this. I said it's one of the great snowplow movies of all time. The best. With it's, Liam Neeson. It's, it's snarky funny, too. <laughs> I don't know if it's meant to be. Right. But, yeah, I, uh, I, did, I did watch that. And Snowpiercer was also on. Is that like a, that feel like that has something more to do with like a sword or something like. Snowpiercer? Yeah. Yeah. What's Snowpiercer? Uh, that's a, I think a train. It, it might be a train that. Uh, What's the one that uh, Jason Momoa's got out now? Oh, uh, I don't know. It feels something like a Snowpiercer. Oh, that, but that's a uh, animated. Oh, is it? I think it's animated. Yes, Todd. Sounds like someone that viciously like does something to teens' ears when they're getting their piercings for their first time in the mall during the holiday season. Snow piercer. Mm. You're not feeling that. That's a bad one, dude. Wow. I love you, but that was bad. <laughs> you could have just closed up shop here and gone into I the weekend. Just stayed in the kitchen eating your turkey and cranberry. Your 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 edge over Marvin is really, really, really strange. What are you doing? You just took my ear off. Snow piercer. Man, 
you doubled down. <laughs> That's just not That's good. awful. That's not yeah. good. That's just not good, Todd. Most valuable down at. This could be the first year, actually, that you have uh, newcomer of the year, Danette. <laughs> and winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take all the awards. You might, yeah, but Marvin could win newcomer of the year and most valuable. <laughs> Marvin is going to win newcomer of the year. It's no. A yes, it's a lock. Wow. Yes. Newcomer Danette of the year. Uh, I don't Come know. back, Danette. Who, who's baby. second? I don't know who finished the second. Newcomer. <laughs> Newcomer of the year. That's great. That's like the Grammys, best new artist. It's the only one. This day in sports history, Paul. I got a few. 1959, uh, 49, Jackie Snow Robinson of the Dodgers. Piercer. Exactly. Thanks. Now you get into it. God. Jackie Robinson won MVP of the National League. Uh, 1966, Sandy Koufax announced his retirement from baseball. He was only like 30 years old. Yeah. 1985, Joe Theismann broke his leg. Actually, he didn't break it. Lawrence Taylor did. That ended Joe Theismann's 12-year career. He won an MVP and a Super Bowl. Um, 1997, the Diamondbacks and Tampa Bay Devil Rays participated in their initial expansion drafts. On this day, 1987, the first player from a last-place team won the MVP. Baseball. Andre Dawson the Cubs? Yes. I think Cal Ripken eventually uh, won one as well. Uh, I don't know if they were a last-place team, but I think Ripken won one as well. On this date in 2007, Phil Dawson had a 51-yard field goal attempt as regulation time expired, hit the support bar behind the crossbar, bounces back, initially ruled no good. The field goal was confirmed after the review. The Browns went on to beat the Ravens in overtime. Yeah, it hit the back, and then it bounced back. And then they said that's not uh, good. Final results of the poll question, Seton O'Connor. Dan, hour two, we went with, I don't even know if we really hit this on the air, but what will we not see on Monday? Uh, Bills win, chaos in college football, smooth running World Cup, or Twitter. Uh, right now, 67% of the audience say smooth running World Cup. We will not see that on Monday. Okay. Huh. Yeah, you're probably, I don't know if it's going to be like the fire Festival, but, you know, it it could get out of hand or a little bit of chaos. Yes, uh, Todd? There's probably reporters sent there just to find chaos, and that's they're not even necessarily covering soccer. They're looking at things on the outskirts so they can do some kind of negative, nasty column about how horrible things are there. Snowpiercer. Yes. <laughs> Gory winter film. Thank you. Ho, ho, dead. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. That's another movie that's coming out. No, it's not. 2024. Oh, 2024. I would watch that crappy movie, actually, though. Ho Ho Dead. I would watch that. Uh, Randall in Newport Beach is back. Hi, Randall. Hello. Oh, sorry. That's the wrong one. (laughs) Hi, this is Randall, the reporter. Esquire the third, a close relative of a friend of Jimmy Jimerson, coming to you live from Newport Beach with your pro pickleball report. Are you ready? Yes. I just wanted to say. I just wanted to say my sources tell me that I had to fight L.A. traffic just to get here. And let's not forget that today is Meet Friday. Yesterday was Singles Thursday. And tomorrow is Saturday in Pickleball. We have the number one, Ben Johns. Had to go deep into the, deep into the count. He was match point down several times and made it through to the final on Sunday. And he will be going against number two, the crime dog. Tyson McGuffin. All right. Well, thank you, Randall. That is way more than enough there for pickleball. You want more Snowpiercer after that. There was pickleball on CBS last night, wasn't there? Celebrity pickleball. Stephen Colbert was the host. Will Ferrell was in it. Okay. He played well. All right. I didn't see some of the other celebs. (laughs) Okay. I, I, I just peeked at it. The college football weekend. Will there be a surprise? Will there be an upset? How about Illinois, Michigan? Calling it? TCU, Baylor? Um, Austin, P, Alabama? There's no line on that game, is <laughs> no, there? No, there's not. <laughs> Disrespectful. To the P. USC, UCLA? That's a fun one. Yes, it is. That's it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky? No, I don't think so. The uh, spread on that one is 22 and a half. Remember when Kentucky was like, wow, Kentucky. Now, they might have the number one quarterback to go, Will Levis. 
uh, that season not ending like I think a lot of people thought. Yes, Tom. I think it's 7-3, a line after one, and then they lose 48-10, one of those. Oh, we're going to go first half cover, Illinois against Michigan. Wow, Illinois is up 7-3 after one. I end up texting you guys what you hate. It's like, Illinois. And then they get outscored 58-3 the rest of the way. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. What would you do to my ear? I just wanted earrings. What did you learn today, Tom? You once got scolded by Coach K for pushing too hard when interviewing Lute Olsen during the Final Four. Yes, I did. Uh, Seton O'Connor. The great Tab Ramos, Dan. He has uh, Denmark as his dark horse for the World Cup. All right. Marvin? We still have no opinion on Ryan Tannehill. Paulie? Costa Rica, our team? Fritzy, what did I learn? I'm going with Marvin's. Ryan Tannehill is a blank quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> Arm yourself with the best defense for hunger at Traeger Grill. Set it in forget it convenience means you can actually watch the game, not the grill. Check out Traeger.com slash DP show. Start saving and remember, use the code DP show. Get free shipping. Have a safe weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out the 1215 podcast, The Backroom Guys, with a special guest coming up later on today. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.